If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes that fit and last self-sewn. All right, welcome to the Self-Sewn Wardrobe Podcast. I'm Mallory Donahue, and this podcast is part of the Sew Here FM network. We create sewing media, and we have another podcast called Sewing Out Loud. So if you haven't gotten to listen to that yet, Mom and I offer up fun, informative sewing advice uh, with a little bit of... Uh, um, gentle feminism uh, thrown in, I, I guess, is what I'd like to say about that. And um, today on the Self-Sewn Wardrobe podcast, we're going to talk about sizing ginger jeans. And I've been meaning to do a little bit of a series about this. And you all are such a fabulous audience and community that you've helped me do more things that I've wanted to do with the site and everything um, than any you know, planner that I could have put together. So good morning to uh, Sandy and hi to Karen and Eric. Hello, everybody. Um, I bet everybody was up kind of late last night because it was the election. And um, I'm fooling with this jacket behind me, excuse me. Um, I was awake until 3.30 and then I woke up at 5.30. So I'm running on a couple hours of sleep here. Uh, but I'm excited to talk about ginger jeans and um, excited to talk about how to size them properly because I feel like a lot of people get pretty darn uh, ticked off when they go to shop for pants and they don't fit them in the correct areas and they feel like they don't look good or they feel like they can't find uh to they, they feel like they can't find uh jeans to fit like their you know personal body shape so we're gonna start on um on on the like the first step of ginger jean sizing um so if you are watching this video after the fact or you're revisiting it um i will have a blog post posted where i distill all this information but I would recommend printing off the sizing chart from the Closet Case Files website. If you've purchased the pattern, or even if you haven't purchased the pattern, this sizing chart is available, and I will post a link to it. This will all be in the blog post, okay? Um, this sizing chart includes uh, some of the uh, elements that we've been talking about in choosing pattern sizes, and that includes uh, pattern company or pattern brand size chart, and then finished garment measurements as well. So we know that finished garment measurements take into account ease that a pattern maker has made for a certain pattern. Another little piece of paper that I will work on getting put up in the blog post is this little, uh, I guess it's like an agenda, sort of. And when I teach the ginger jeans class here in the store, I can't really teach a ginger jeans like class online um, because it's not my pattern. You know, it's not my intellectual property. And so I can do a series of blog posts like this. And I wish I would have had a series of blog posts like this when I actually taught the in-store class for a big group of people. And so now I want this series to be available to future um, customers, future students. This little um, agenda for the ginger jeans has a schedule on the back of it. And on the front of it, it has like a little game plan, okay? So I talk uh, 
to my students in our first meeting, whether it's a group meeting or a one-on-one meeting, about whether or not they'd like to include every single feature of the ginger jeans when they go to make them. Like some people didn't want front pockets. Some people uh, didn't want belt loops. Some people wanted to do the low-rise gingers, but they still wanted the skinny leg, whereas how the ginger jeans actually work is that um, I think it's view A is low-rise bootleg and view B is high-rise skinny leg. So you have um, you have these kind of options on here to make a little game plan. And then on the back, I've kind of broken down the process into these, uh, what's the buzzword, actionable steps. Uh, so <laughs> this is how I had people work with me in the class. It was actually a big group class. We had like 11 people in class. And then we, after a couple of group meetings or after one group meeting, we met one-on-one and then we came back together for a couple of group meetings. So I hope to be able to replace those group meetings since not everybody can attend them. I hope to replace those with videos. Okay, so this is our intro video. Um, and okay, sizing. So there's been some talk about what do I do for ginger jeans? How do I make a muslin? Uh, and everybody... Everybody's autocorrect is correcting everything to Muslims. So we have a lot of people saying that they embrace Muslims <laughs> in the group. And I'm happy to hear it. This is a group that embraces people of all faiths and all um, genders, sexual orientations. Amazing, uh, uh, amazing group here. Very, very welcoming group. So when you have this size chart filled out, or excuse me, when you have this size chart printed out, you're going to see at the top, that it says size chart first. And this includes sizing from Heather's brand, you know, her Closet Case Files brand. It includes the bust, waist, and hip measurements for sizes 0 through 20, okay? So obviously the bust measurement is not really important in this uh, um, pattern because we're making jeans, and your jeans probably shouldn't go over your bust. So in case you didn't know that, that's my little piece of wisdom for you today. But it does have waist and hip measurements. And this is where we get into, we need to determine our size. Um, you really, with my information, should be able to determine a pretty darn close size, okay? Um, when you measure your waist, you need to measure the point on your body where your body bends as though you were doing my little teapot. Oftentimes, it's your smallest part. Not all the time, but it's that bendy part. It's where your torso bends over, okay? So that is your waist. When you measure your waist, make sure to wrap the tape measure around your body and keep it parallel to the floor so you don't get a funky measurement, okay? So waist measurement. Take your waist measurement and write it down. I actually have a place on our little sheet here to write your waist measurement down. And then note on this size chart, where's my waist falling on Heather's size chart? So my waist is a 32. That's my, my waist measurement is 32 inches. And, um, or, you know, actually, is it 32 now? I really need to retake it. <laughs> okay, so I, I think, no, I think it's 30 or 30, 32, something like that. That actually puts my waist measurement around the size 12 
for um, Heather's ginger jeans, okay? If I'm if I'm at a 32-inch waist or a 30, 31-inch waist or something like that, I'm around a size 12. So I'm going to put a little star next to that. My hip measurement is a 40-inch hip measurement. Your hip measurement. This is really important, and I think a couple of people are missing this with the EZT class, and we're working on um, refilming the measurement video. We're going to do that next week. Your hip measurement in garment sewing is the fullest of your kind of like lower torso measurements. Some people's fullest part is their butt, okay, like their actual, like the tape measures going around your butt cheeks, okay. Some people's fullest measurement is lower or higher, okay, but you may need to adjust the tape measure a few times and you need to pick that largest measurement, okay. You you really need to, really need to do that, okay. My hip measurement is a 40, so that puts me about on point with a size 12 here. But let's talk about finished garment measurements here. Also, I'm creating this video about the ginger jeans, and I want to tell you that Heather at Closet Case Files has created a lot of information. She's done a sew-along. She has an ebook about jeans that I think is great, and um, if you're looking to make a lot of jeans, I distilled a lot of information from it. So I would recommend if you're buying We Sell the Paper Pattern or if you buy the PDF pattern from her, consider getting the ebook as well. Um, but let's talk about then finished garment measurements. So on this sheet, the second block is finished, gar finished garment measurements. And it's a little confusing because there are actually five rows here. And the rows are waist view A, waist view B, hips, and then rise view A, and rise view B, okay? So I was making the view B jeans. So what I did with my pen is I just crossed out the view A, okay? So I just drew lines through it so that I wouldn't get confused as I was going along here. And let's check out the size 12 measurements here. Um, this, is, this is important that we are kind of looking at the finished garment measurements. And Heather mentions somewhere, I can't remember if it's in the sew-along or if it's in the pattern instructions. She says the ginger jeans have negative ease. What does this mean? It means that if you get out a t-shirt and it looks really small, but then you can like put your body into it and be comfortable, that t-shirt stretched out to fit over your body and stay on your body. And that's negative ease as opposed to ease or positive ease that like we put in the easy tee pattern because it's a woven fab uh, woven um, fabric recommended for your first one. That's positive ease adding on, you know, inches uh, to accommodate a bust or a hip or something like that. But she says these jeans need to be skin tight. And if you're afraid of skin-tight jeans, um, that's understandable. But I do uh, – part of it is because it's stretch denim, and the denim relaxes over the course of wear. So I'm a big believer in the negative ease of, like, of the skin tightness, I guess, of the ginger jeans, especially after going down a size. Um, okay, so – when I look at the finished garment measurements for the size 12 hips here, okay, 
I see that the finished garment measurement for the size 12 hip is 39 inches. So her sizing chart has size 12 hip at 40, and her finished garment measurements has the size 12 hip at 39. This would mean that Heather put in one inch of negative ease for these ginger jeans, okay? So uh, I think that's important. You can kind of, you can actually see what she did by just looking at this sheet. Even if you're not wanting to make a pair of ginger jeans, you could take a look at this. Now, the waist and the rise measurements are where we get a little complicated. The finished garment measurements for the waist on both of these pants, it's not your natural waist, okay? What? What's going on? <laughs> so the waist of the jeans where the waistband is, is not necessarily on your natural waist. So here's what I did with my students. If we were around a size 12 or whatever size for them, we compared the hip measurement like, okay. And then we looked at the rise. And to get the rise, you take a tape measure and you put the zero point in your crotch. Okay, like at the four corners where um, you, where like all of your pants seams, you know, come together, where the baby comes out, as mom would say. Um, <laughs> so you put it there, you put zero there, and then you allow the tape measure to come up over your abdomen. And the rise for view B on the size 12 is 10 and a half inches. Okay. Um, so, what I would do if I was considering the size 12 is put that zero point in my crotch, bring that tape measure up 10.5 inches, and then I would make a little mark or like put my finger there or something. I'd be like, okay, this is 10.5 inches above my crotch. <clears throat> and now I'm going to measure that line, that that um, line of latitude around my body. It's probably not my natural waist. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, it's probably not my natural waist. It's not, uh, it's not my thinnest part. It's a little lower than my thinnest part, but I'm going to measure there. Okay. And then it says that waist B for the size 12 is 33.5. Okay. So this is where this starts to get tricky but that I love that she includes these finished garment measurements. So when you find where the rise hits you, you need to take that measurement and then decide, wait, is this size that I chose a little too large or is it a little too small? Do I have a bigger belly below my waist? Okay. Um, do I have a, you know, do I not like where this rise is? <laughs> Sandy brought up an excellent quote from Heather. She says uh, that every crotch is a unique snowflake in her sew along. And I love that. And then Lauren said, would the rise be important to adjust if you have a bit of a tummy? Absolutely. Yes. So when you measure the rise, like I'm talking about, like putting that tape measure, you know, like in your crotch and then up against your body, you know, our bodies aren't perfectly flat. We are running that tape measure up our bellies, you know, up um, the front of our crotch and up our bellies. So I had a couple of customers who, you know, it's not like they were long-waisted people. 
in particular, but their bellies, you know, this area in front here, it stuck out more, and so that takes up more room. So we might have wanted to add a little bit to their rise, okay? So I don't want to get so much into that pattern alteration today, but you're totally correct, Lauren. So the belly can be an issue there. Also, though, if you are long-waisted, I only made this adjustment for one person, this long-waisted adjustment, and or this crotch-rise adjustment. And I was a little worried because I wasn't making it for a lot of people. And But when we measured up, like, the rise where it was, it was, like, really far below her belly button. She wanted the jeans at her belly button. And I was like, okay, well, we're going to add an inch in here. I guess we can always, you know, go back and take it out if we need to. And the jeans fit her perfectly. So I, I do like this system of checking out the rise here. But I also... I want my jeans to be snug around my waist area because I want them to stay up on me. I don't want them to like cut into my fat and make me look like I have a muffin top and like make me sad every time I put my jeans on, but they do kind of need to fit up there just so that they're held up. And if you can get them on a point of your body to where your body does narrow a little bit, that narrower part of your body can help to hold up the jeans, okay? Even without them being like super duper tight. The problem I have with jeans nowadays are the low rise ones that fit me along like my widest area. So not only are they falling down because they, you know, don't fit, they're falling down because it's my widest part and my body's not helping to keep them up, um, especially after they relax a little bit. So I know that I'm uh, kind of talking you through this here, but this is very similar to sort of plotting points with the easy T, okay? You're measuring like the height of where a measurement is, and then you're measuring around your body at that height. I recommended marking a place on your body with a choco liner, but Marty, who just commented on the video, she recommended using like little stickers, Okay, uh, that you can put on your body like little dots from the, the office supply store. So keep this in mind as you're going along. I hope to maybe like uh, do a little video where I actually like am measuring myself. But here's the deal. The first set pair of ginger jeans I made myself was actually a size 10. Okay, the size 10 finished hip measurement, like finished garment hip measurement is 37.5 in the ginger jeans, okay? So I said my hip measurement was about 40. Uh, so I was okay with two and a half inches of negative ease, with those jeans being two and a half inches smaller, okay, when, in my first pair. And I made them straight through, actually. Like, I, I just did a size 10 all the way. Uh, and the finished waist measurement actually was 32, and that's my natural waist. I'm sure my, wa my waist where the ginger jeans actually sit is a little larger, so it hugged it a little bit, and then also stayed there as I wore the ginger jeans. Um, then I started to kind of like lose some weight and firm up, and uh, I was also lucky to be teaching this class where someone had basted together a size 8, and I tried it on, and they fit me. <laughs> so I actually have moved down to a size 8, but I could tell that my size 10s were kind of, um, you know, getting a little baggy on me. I could tell that I could maybe use a smaller size. 
So I haven't talked about fabric or the type of fabric you should be using quite yet in this um, in this uh, broadcast, but with the ginger jeans, you are recommended to use a stretch denim. We sell the Cone Mills stretch denim. This is uh, one of the denims that Heather recommends, and we sell it by the yard and half yard on our site, and it's it's nice stretch denim. I believe that the spandex content is 2 to 3%. And so that makes the stretch factor of the pants, of the fabric, around 20-ish percent. And so from having made jeans with people, I know that actually I kind of go a little bit on the smaller side. I don't think that this one inch of negative ease is actually the best fit for most people. Turns out going down a size and getting that two and a half inches of negative ease was actually better for most of my customers. And um, the jeans do relax over time. I don't recommend drying them in the dryer. I recommend washing your jeans and then if you want to like dry them a little bit and then hang them up, whatever, I just hang mine up. So uh, this is how though you can, I, I feel like the our, our little basic pattern drafting class of the Easy Tee actually kind of relates a little bit to the pant fitting class. Pants are more complicated because you got like more stuff going on. Legs are complicated, okay? Crotches are complicated. <laughs> uh, but <clears throat> the concept is the same of getting that vertical measurement and then measuring around. Making an alteration to the crotch rise on the ginger jeans is really no problem. Uh, I believe that this is included in Heather's information, and you just cut the pattern and add some in. This is medical tracing paper. Um, so it uh, is what we use to trace patterns, and I'll have a blog post up on that soon. Glenda asks, what if I have a size four, what if I have a four size difference between my waist and hip measurements, just like the easy tee, but more important than a t-shirt? Yep, Glenda, for sure. I had people who had pretty big differences between their <clears throat> waist and hips. <clears throat> the ginger jeans pattern is drafted for kind of someone like me, okay? Uh, it's a little bit of a straight up and down pattern. So I know from talking with Glenda that she has quite the hourglass figure. It's fine. We just have to blend. So you already probably own a dressmaker's curve, Glenda. That is how you're going to blend between sizes. And that is a, another video, okay? <laughs> Blending between sizes. But it's like, I would say, like the next video or like, you know, two videos from now maybe um, about how to do that because uh, so many people we did that for. And it's important. Glenda, I think, had over a 10-inch difference between her waist and hip measurements, I think it was like 12 inches or something. Glenda, tell me what your difference was between your waist and hips. Um, and in Heather's sizing chart here, her differences are like nine inches. Um, so it is it is a difference for um, somebody like Glenda, and it's not at all a problem to blend between the sizes. Oh, Glenda says it's 13 inches now. So there you go. That's a pretty uh, pretty big difference, a pretty, um, you know, severe, like, kind of curve between waist and hip. It's really important. Don't just, like, Glenda, let's pretend your hip measurement, I can't remember what it was, but let's pretend your hip measurement was 40. 
but that your waist measurement is what 28 or something like that so you'd be between like an 8 and a 12 I'm just making these things up but um oh no you'd be between a 6 and a 12 okay so don't just make the 6 and then like go alter the top of the jeans to death start out in a better place a couple of people mentioned uh to someone who was doing the ginger jeans they're like start out um with a one inch seam allowance or something like that and in order to start out with a one inch seam allowance on the gingers you'd have to like trace out the pattern you'd have to trace the stitching line on the pattern and then you have to measure or you'd have to add three eighths all the way around the ginger jeans I guess um pattern and then sew at that one inch and then you're gonna have like all this seam allowance to deal with um using this technique and how the fit of the ginger jeans works more likely than not you're gonna need to pinch in and take things in if you can kind of look at your hip measurement and say okay well I want that two and a half inches of negative ease or something like that start there then go to your waist the most common adjustment that I had to make with people was to pinch in the back yoke and alter it slightly. That's, and that really, like I said, most common adjustment. Then as well, the thigh allowance on the ginger jeans, like the shape of the leg, is quite generous. My ladies who came in and said, I have trouble finding jeans to fit my big butt. You know, if they came in and said that to me, the ginger jeans actually ended up working pretty darn nicely on them. We didn't have to make like a full seat adjustment for a lot of those ladies. Not saying that you won't need to do something like that. But uh, they are generous in the thigh. And I feel like Heather kind of kept that in mind. She, kept, she you know, kept in mind uh, sort of what people's complaints are. Okay, Glenda says, you said a muslin is important, but what material do you use for a jean muslin when it's supposed to have stretch? Yeah, so when you make a test garment, whatever it is, it has to be a similar fabric. You just need to buy the cone mills denim or whatever stretch denim, okay? That's what you need to do. You need to take these measurements. I'd be happy to talk with you about them. Then you're going to cut out your pattern, okay? You're going to cut out two front legs, two back legs. You're going to cut out two yokes, two pocket facings, and one waistband. Okay? Only one. Only cut out one waistband. <laughs> and uh, you're going to baste the jeans together on your sewing machine, keeping everything at a 5 8 inch seam allowance, and you're going to have this like tester pair of jeans that has no zipper in it okay it uh, so no zipper in the front no no closure you're gonna kind of just like stitch the front legs to the pocket facing and you're gonna put these on and use the these jeans that you've basted together to fit yourself okay and like I said if you take your hip measurement and you make sure, you know, to accommodate for your largest measurement and blend to a smaller one if necessary, this really shouldn't be too super scary. Um, there was only one person in all of these 12 people that I wish that I would have done a different size on. I think I what I did with her was I went from a size 18 to a size 20, and I wish I would have just done size 20 all the way up. But that was, you know, a... Per- particular 
case, okay? So you're going to base these genes completely together and then make any pattern alterations. Like I would pinch up, I would pinch up the yolk in the back for people, okay? And then we would alter that. We would transfer that to their pattern. They would then alter the yolk, possibly base them together again at the yolk just to test that fit, and we would also redraft their waistband, which is why I say only to cut out one waistband, because you might end up redrafting the waistband slightly, and then you need to cut out two of them, okay? So don't cut out two to begin with. If you end up leaving it alone, fabulous, and if you don't, you have not wasted any fabric. I recommend getting two and a half yards of the Cone Mills denim. Uh, that is 54 inch denim and two and a half yards is like the most that's recommended for like the size 20 the, the largest size that she carries and even for you smaller people just in case something happens or something like that get that two and a half yards and then do pay attention to the uh cutting diagrams that heather includes once again Pay attention to the cutting diagrams. Uh, something I didn't talk about today are materials that I like to use the easy tee, like tools and stuff like that. And that's something that I need to talk about tomorrow. So finding a size with the ginger jeans. Let's have that be our first step. You're going to take your waist and hip measurement. You're going to compare it to the size chart, okay? Then you're going to go down to finished measurements. You're going to find your size, and I, I bet you're maybe going to go down a size, maybe, okay? That seemed to be what happened with people. And then you're going to measure your rise. You're going to put the rise according to the pattern sheet here. You're going to put the tape measure in your crotch. You're going to measure up the appropriate rise for what the uh, pattern sizing says. You're going to put a little dot there. You're going to put a little mark. And you're going to measure around that part of your body and see how that compares to the finished garment waist measurement to determine your size. I'd be happy to, if anybody wants to post their measurements, kind of like give my, you know, my best guess. And hopefully I can post a little video about how to measure for this. And you can all watch me put a tape measure in my crotch. Okay, so uh, I'm going to sign off now. Tomorrow I think I will talk about tools and fabric uh, to use for the easy tee. And then for all of you special people in the group, I would like to give you a special offer today. Whoop, I'm going to hold this right side up. These are purple zircles. We have a few of these in stock right now. The zircles are those special pin cushions where if you put the pin in point side first, it stays nicely and the pin head is on the outside so you're not poking yourself with pins and we absolutely love them. And I am going to put purple zircles on sale for 30% off in the store. I'm going to leave a coupon code for that in the comments. Thank you all for watching and I can't wait to join with you tomorrow and get more uh, information about Ginger Deed sizing and making up on the website. So all of you all have a fabulous day. If you're having trouble with your boobs and your belly and your thighs and your arms and ready-made clothing has lost its charms, join the group and listen to the cast about making clothes.